0: hello guys how's it welcome to shooting the shit with jeremy the podcast where we talk about anything and everything anyone and everyone enjoy the show how's it hello guys welcome to episode two and first of all thank you much mahalos thank you thank you for everybody who listened downloaded and checked out our first episode um super stoked that you guys checked it out and Liked it and, Or if you didn't like it That's cool too I like the feedback But please keep it going Share the show um, Check out our website We're working on an Instagram And a Facebook page But um, Shootingtheshitwithjeremy.com You can email me At shootingtheshitwithjeremy At gmail.com And you know Give me some more feedback I really really love it And thank you Thank you from the bottom of my heart So stoked for you guys um, With episode one underway And uh, going into episode two There's um. A lot of things that might have came up and questions that came up with Episode 1 for a lot of the people that don't know who I am and why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I thought I'd address that in Episode 2. Just give everybody a, a brief rundown and a brief understanding and a brief introduction, if you will, of who I am and why I decided to take this podcast journey and open myself up and give my two cents whether you want to hear it or not or if you agree with me or don't agree with me but um that's just you know who I am and this is an avenue I wanted to take so those of you guys that don't know me obviously my name is Jeremy uh what um, most people don't know is I was born with um what is called aortic stenosis which is the aortic valve in your heart doesn't open and close all the way I also was born with a um, hole in my heart but that healed once i got a little bit older not really sure when that healed but anyways so with the aortic stenosis i was given a lot of uh, medical treatment when i was young a medical this was in 1981 so you know you can imagine the difference between today 2022 and 1981 um different styles the way i remember it and i could be different and people might my parents might say it different or my grandparents my family but the way i lived my life was is i thought i wasn't supposed to live to be a day wasn't supposed to live to be a week a month see my fifth birthday see my 18th birthday see my 21st birthday and so on and so on so i always had this um you know hang in there and just live take every day every moment as it came and it taught me to look at things a lot differently than most other people a lot lot differently than a lot of other people um because you know tomorrow was never promised to me in my eyes tomorrow was never promised to me so I always just kind of was either one of two ways like took everything in enjoyed everything and just loved everything or two is like fuck it I'm gonna die I could die right now anyways let's just see what happens type deal because of this condition I was born with I have had four open-heart surgeries to try and correct and fix and the problem and prolong my life as best as could be my first open-heart surgery when I was five was done in Canada where they cut and opened my aortic valve to make the blood flow a little bit better 12 years old, was done in Kapiolani Hospital on Oahu, where I had a artificial titanium valve installed. The 17, when I was 17, the surgery I had, because I grew so big, um, they didn't think I was going to they thought I was going to be stunted growth, so they weren't expecting it. Anyways, 17, I was flown to San Diego Children's Hospital where I had what they call the Ross procedure, Dr. Ross. They took my aortic valve out, put my pulmonary valve in my aortic valve's place, and put a donor valve in my pulmonary valve's place. So they just kind of did a little tire rotation, if you will, um, and... Yeah, and the fourth one I had was because I had a tongue ring that got infected, that turned to staph, that went to endocarditis, which is infection of the heart liner, and it caused some calcification and uh, problems with my heart valve. So they needed to go in and replace that artificial pulmonary valve. When they were in there, they saw that I was about ready to have an aortic hemorrhage, which is, if you know, is bad. You, it's instant death pretty much so what they did was is they came out asked my mom hey do you think he would mind if not we're gonna have to open him up uh, or excuse me close him up wake him up get his permission sign the papers and have him go back in and fix it and my mom told them just do what you got to do he's going to be pissed he's not going to care he'll sign whatever I'll sign whatever you know and we'll just just get it done make it make it good make it right when i came through so they did and then when i came up and i woke up and my eyes open i'll never forget this all the doctors were standing around me um and they're like we got to tell you something i'm like oh shit they fucked up i'm dead i'm not whatever they're like and they told me the story and i'm like good you fixed it i would have jumped off this table and killed you if you would have woke me up in the middle of open heart surgery so they were relieved i was happy and yeah now it's you know we moved on from that that was 24 and 41. obviously there's you know situations i go to the doctor every year i do my checkups every year there's is and will be calcification hardening of the valve so i will have an open heart another open heart surgery but we'll just deal with that when the time comes and, you know, that'll be another notch in my belt or another story for another time when it does happen. My condition and those surgeries gave me uh quote unquote an excuse, you know, like, oh, I can't do that because of my heart or I can't do this because of my heart. And when I say excuse, I never used my heart as an excuse to not do anything that I thought would benefit me i used it as an excuse in things that i thought could be dangerous or i couldn't i didn't want to do really and i just didn't have the balls to say it you know when you're younger you're, you you want to follow the crowd but no i don't want to try the cigarettes you know i have a heart problem no i don't want to try those drugs i have a heart problem but you know and then it came to like hey you want to go surfing yeah i'll give it a try you know hey you want to go do a triathlon? Yeah, why not? You know, you want to be a lifeguard? Sure. Why not? This heart's not gonna stop me This heart problem is not gonna stop me. So, you know, that is what I meant by I use it as excuses There's a few more in there, but you guys get the gist of it I I never liked using it as an excuse to not do something productive I use it as an excuse to stay safe and stay away from negativity for the most part um, also Growing up because of this situation that I was born into, I wasn't made into the situation. Excuse me, I was made, I was born into the situation, but I wasn't, um, it wasn't a situation that I got to choose, that my family got to choose, or anybody got to choose. It's just, it, it is what it is. It was what it was. Um, it obviously changed my perspective on life and I looked at things a lot differently. The one thing that I really noticed at a young age was. We would always have these people come into our schools and talk about how they came, did better for themselves and how they were basically inspirational speakers, right? So they did this, this, and this, and then they, because of that, they did this or did that. And um, the one thing. That I noticed growing up, it started in elementary school, middle school, high school. And even when I was working at the county, we had some inspirational speakers that came through. And the one thing that I noticed was, is majority of those people, um, more than majority, all of those people were made a choice to get to where they were at. They decided to do the drugs and then go to rehab. And then now they're better for themselves. They decided to, you know break the law and go to jail and do better for themselves which is cool you know what i mean like hey you did better for yourselves you got better you you cleaned your life away you know but i always in the back of my mind was thinking to myself hey they made a choice they went down that road they did and they still are they're being inspirational speakers and telling people that they could do this and they can do that What about somebody like me? What about the people like me that never had a choice? Never had the opportunity to say, hey, let's go right instead of left. Or, you know, let's break this law instead of not break this law. You know, I was born with this situation. I wasn't allowed to pick and choose what the outcome was, so to speak, right? Like, you can't play sports or you're going to die. Like, is there really a choice in that? I mean... To a point, yes, but you know what I mean? It wasn't like, well, I'm going to steal this car and see what happens. So I used to get honestly a little upset and I used to not pay attention. I'm talking to myself and yes, I talk to myself I'm um, saying like, I-, I could do a better job than these guys. I know I've been through way more stuff than these guys. I've done more stuff. I've come on the other side of stuff that I didn't have a choice to go through. You know, I, there was no... There was no choice and I came out on the other side with flying colors In my eyes and how I felt So in the back of my mind, like I said, I always kind of wanted to do inspirational speaking And tell my story and help people out and say like, hey Not everybody's got to go through a negative choice To better themselves and then come out on the other side Some of you guys are going to be presented with a situation that is out of your control Can you still better yourselves on the other side you can better yourself on the other side will you choose to better yourself on the other side how will you play that game how will you take that situation learn that lesson and come out on the other side of it and i always wanted to be like look look at me i did this 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 and this and i came out because of this or they said i couldn't do this but i did this i was supposed to die but i'm here I wasn't supposed to live and do this, but guess what? I did do this, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I always had that in the back of the mind. So a lot of the times when people ask me why I decided to join jiu-jitsu, um, train jujitsu, do the world championship in jiu-jitsu why I decided to do some sprint triathlons why I became a lifeguard why I paddled out on those huge days and surf why am I going for a run or why am I you know doing all these crazy things that the doctors told me not to do and granted they didn't seem crazy to me it was crazy to the doctors it was crazy to my family that I was doing it but it was just that's what my friends were doing that's what everybody else was doing and in the back of my mind I um Was doing those things because I was building a foundation of things that I could speak about, that I could talk about, that I could show people about that, look, hey, yes, there are things that I'm not supposed to do, but I did them anyways, and I'm okay. Now, I'm not telling anybody to go against doctor's orders or do, you know go out and try and run a triathlon or do whatever you know you it's in your physical limitations of what you can and cannot do i know my body i i know what i can get away with and what i can't get away with um so there's you know that was part of the reason why i did a lot of the things also i started enjoying it i really enjoyed jujitsu i trained i made some of the best friends of my life i traveled all over the country i tr- you know um triathlons at some of my co-workers now are that we started with are doing Ironmans, um and i was in the best shape of my life and i love surfing to this day i don't get to do it as much as i'd like to but i'm still you know doing all those things and it's it's awesome And it is who I am now. It was, it is, excuse me, Jeremy who did the sprint triathlons. Jeremy who joined jiu-jitsu and went on world championships. It is Jeremy the lifeguard from Pool, that taught my kids how to swim. You know, it all ties in and it is who I am and it helped me become and who I am in this point in my life and it's stories I can tell people and it's it's just happy and you know obviously there's downsides to it and sad times and hard times but for the most part I'm stoked to have taken that journey and gone through that journey and became who I become and you know have the stories I have and the experiences that I have because of the the situations I was put in throughout my life that's enough of me rambling on and talking and telling you guys a little life story hopefully you guys enjoyed a little look into my past and who i am and what i what i've become and who i've become and you know thank you guys for listening thank you guys for downloading thank you guys for checking us out and liking us and sharing us please please share us if you think i could help somebody out or this could help somebody out um once again check us out shooting the shit with Jeremy.com. Facebook shooting the shit with Jeremy. you guys can email me at shooting the shit with jeremy at gmail.com. Alrighty, we'll check you guys out on the next episode so you guys have a great day much mahalo. thank you again so much.